Welcome to Entrench, a 21 Pilots podcast. Hello, local dreamers. Welcome to Entrench. My name is Anna, and this is episode 22, Ruby. Make sure you've listened to the song beforehand and are ready for an in-depth analysis of track 11 off regional at best. Today is a special podcast collaboration with the hosts of ClickCast, Remus and Michael. Hey guys. Hello. Hello there. How's it going? <laughs> oh, I'm so excited you know, to be here. So Yay. good. <laughs> so first question for both of you. Um, what is your personal story with 21 Pilots and how did you get connected with me? So I guess that part of it, you guys kind of have the same story, but. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Why am I nervous? <laughs> okay, this is like me recording my first podcast. <laughs> like I do this, we do this multiple times a week, where we're just we just talk about twenty one okay. pilots, but mine's, it's someone else. Mine's so now more I'm like, structured, but it's no pressure. Okay, okay. okay. I'll, I'll go first, so you don't. <laughs> I got you. Okay. So I'm I'm Remus, so you can assign a name to the voice here. Uh, I got into twenty one pilots probably. I don't know how many years ago. Time is fake. It was in like 2014-ish. It was right before Blurry Face came out. Before I actually liked them, I hated them, which is very funny to think about now. I did not know that. So they got really popular, especially on Tumblr, which is where I existed in at that age. And they, you know, were on Tumblr. People were freaking out. I was like, okay, what is this band that everyone's talking about? And so I checked them out. I wish I could tell you what I listened to. I, I wish I could remember what specifically I looked up because my conclusion at the end of it was, I don't like this band very much. <laughs> I saved House of Gold and then I blacklisted all their tags on Tumblr. Wow. That's which was, dedication. <laughs> I like, because I was like, whatever, I tried, I don't like them. Flash forward, I don't know how long different of time this was, but I get a text from a friend uh, when I was in like, I think I was like a sophomore in high school at that point. So it was like 2014. And uh, it's this friend saying, hey, I got these tickets to a concert tonight. My friend who was supposed to go bailed. Do you want to go? Like, you don't have to pay me back. My dad got the tickets for free. And I was like, I mean, sure. What band? And she was like, 21 Pilots. And I'm like, in my head, I was like, I don't really like them, but a concert's a concert. <laughs> uh, so my grandma it's almost said no. It's not just a concert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I was I asked my grandma. She almost said no, which is wild to think about. Uh, I ended up getting to go, and the rest is history. I went to a Twenty One Pilots concert. You can't walk out of that not a fan. They played, and looking back at the set list, they played Forest and like this was you know pre Blurry Face. So this was a really good set, That's and I so don't really great. remember it that well. But yeah, so I started off as a hater, and I remain a hater. If you if you listen to our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I am a 21 Pilots hater in disguise, but I do love them very much. I think not just a couple episodes ago, it's called like Tyler Joseph, I'm sending you hate mail. So that that I just gives you a preview. <laughs> that would be me. Well, when you figure out his address, let me know. Yeah, seriously, I'm driving to Ohio to challenge him to a fist fight. So <laughs> especially okay. after what he did last night. Oh, <laughs> do not. Do not. Are we gonna address it? I don't know. This is your, your podcast. podcast. <laughs> you 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 decide what happens. We're just here for the ride. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So we're all, as you probably are, are recovering from the big news last night. Joseph number two. 
I still haven't watched the performance. Was it just like out of the blue? Yeah, literally really in the middle of the song. <laughs> right in the middle of it. Was it like at the part where they're on the phone or no? No. <laughs> that would have been perfect. That would have made way more sense. Are you working on music? Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm pregnant. That would have made so much more sense. Wait, when did he do it then? Literally like just during the chorus, like they were literally yeah. just singing. Wow. Watch it. It's so funny. I will. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube now. It I ugh. Yeah. And it the band cool. didn't know that he was gonna do that. Yeah, Josh the bassist didn't know. Well, I think Josh knew, okay. but the backup <laughs> yeah. band the someone tweeted what the bassist of the backup band, his name's Skylar, and mm -hmm. they're like, Did you know about this? And the bassist goes, No. Congratulations, Tyler. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's intense. Tyler Joseph is oh <laughs> a jerk. That's <laughs> what he jerk. is. I wanna fight him. He's spontaneous. Yeah. He's a punk. Yeah, I'll say I'll let Michael take <laughs> yeah. over the how we got connected with you story. But yeah, okay. So first that, I'll tell my story and then yes, how we got connected to Anna. Who mm -hmm. I thought was Anna, but it's actually Anna. Anyway. <laughs> And it's Remus and Michelle. Remus and Michelle, yes. So I'm Michael for voice recognition. And I got into 21 Pilots probably around the same time as Remus did. Oh, I know we was... all did within a year of each other. Yeah, because again, mm -hmm. it was like some of Blurry Face was on the radio. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. But it was like late 2014, early 2015. Because um, Blurry Face was already out. out. In 2014? No, I think so Blurry Face came out May 20... Yeah. It came out May 2015. It was right around okay. my 15th yes. birthday. Yes, nice. okay. So May 2015 is when I got into 21 Pilots because um, a friend, I just got in the car with him and he was like plugging in his aux cord and he was like, have you heard of 21 Pilots? And I said, well, I think I've heard them like on Shuffle because you know on Spotify they do those, these songs are songs you might like kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I think I'd heard them on that because, like, I recognized their name. And he was like, okay, well, I'm going to play some of it for you. And he did. And for some reason that time, it, like, stuck out more or it stuck in my brain more. And ever since then, I've just been obsessed. <laughs> that's awesome. Like, I don't know why it took that second time, but apparently that's a common thread because the first time mm -hmm. Remus heard them, they were like, no. And then, Yeah. <laughs> So apparently that's a common thing for it to take a couple times, but once once it's in, it's in deep. Yeah, <laughs> oh, absolutely. I don't think I ever would have gotten them on my recommended back then because I was like listening to One Direction exclusively. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> I was like pure emo at that point. I was listening to like My Chemical Romance and like yeah, he like hard rock music. Not that My Chem's hard rock. I meant like the other stuff. Yeah. So like it, it was funny that they became part of like the emo quartet at the time, which yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, I get the vibes, but like I shouldn't like this band based on the rest of my music taste. I should not like Twenty One Pilots. Yeah. yeah, I was listening to like dubstep and EDM at that time. Wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I still do listen to that, but I was like hardcore. Music. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. That's wild. Yeah, I was going through a hardcore EDM dubstep phase, and probably, then 21 Pilots. Probably because they're like, have bits of every genre ever. Yeah, that's true. So. <laughs> I, I would agree. So yeah, how we met Anna is I just DM'd her. I slid into those DMs and was like, yo, <laughs> let's be best me? friends. <laughs> 
oh, I, I found your podcast on Spotify because, like I said, we were looking for just people to collaborate with, mm-hmm. you know, through podcasting. And... We were also kind of checking the lay of the land to make sure we weren't stepping yeah. on toes because mm-hmm. we wanted to make sure if other stuff existed, we were different from yeah. them, yeah. at least slightly. I did that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, so yeah, then we saw you, I slid into the DMs, and here we are now. <laughs> We've never <laughs> been the same since. <laughs> We have another podcast scheduled sometime in the future. Yes. What are we Harry doing Potter on that one? one? It's super exciting. I am so excited for that one where we mm-hmm. put everybody in the Joseph Dunn family thing. I don't know what to call it. We're going to put them in their Hogwarts houses. We're very excited. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. Yes. You said we have someone else as well. Mm-hmm. Our famous Justin. Justin, if you're Justin. listening to this episode, we still love you. Wait, is this the Justin guy? Who yes. Oh, my God. I get Justin, to Justin, you're famous. Oh, my gosh. Justin He's going to get so person. creeped out. He's going to get so creeped out by us just... We're just like three young people. Who Every are podcast, you guys him. are like, Justin. <laughs> I love Justin. He knows how much we love him. Yes. That's great. Yes. When we did our <laughs> collab episode with him, he was just like, yep, it's me. <laughs> We're like, ah. Fangirls. Yes. It's the only podcast I've been nervous for. I know. The wow. only episode I was ever nervous was to meet Justin. That's we were waiting crazy. for him to, like, come into the Zoom meeting, both just sitting there like, what do we do? It's Justin! What if he doesn't like us? That's fantastic. Well, but... thank you if you did happen to bring Justin to listen to my podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm sure what he will. honor. He's a, he's a fantastic man. Yes. He'll, he'll be here. So... Now, what are each of your favorite albums if you had to pick? Mm. I know. And the next question's even harder. Vessel's my favorite album as a whole. Like, if I had to pick one to, like, listen to forever, like, if I couldn't listen to any other ones, Vessel. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite one. I think I'd have to agree. I I love Regional at best, but Vessel. Yeah. It's a standout album. I feel like Vessel's generally a fan favorite. It's mm-hmm. just, like, immaculately done. Well, for a lot of us, too, that was probably what we came into, was that, at least, is the, was the mainstay of yeah. that, that's when you're on pilots. Everything else is, um, like, the new thing. Yeah, well, it was interesting, because I came in, like, right after Blurry Face came out, mm-hmm. and my friends recommended I listen to Blurry Face and then go backwards. And I oh. feel like, like, what would you say now if someone came in right now? Like, what order would they listen to them? I would probably have them listen in order because then you can kind of hear how like their music progresses and how like they keep the same Mm -hmm. elements but there are changes made because like if you listen and I think we've talked about this maybe not in podcast form but if you listen to Vessel and self-titled Psy doesn't really seem that different people who came in during Blurry Face and Trench they're like what is this scale that I see Saturday what is this but like it's it's them like it's still them Mm -hmm. I would say the same thing also when you add in the issue of lore Mm -hmm. you need to listen specifically it has to go blurry face trench scale than I see or else you will be confused so like (laughs) if you're not going to listen to like the beginning stuff it at least has to be those three yeah they're like we want to make people listen in order they have Mm -hmm. to now so (laughs) yeah (laughs) Michael did you guys both said vessel vessel yeah okay 
Do you have a favorite song? That is very challenging. Addict or with a Pen. A few favorite songs. <laughs> Addict with a Pen is my favorite song. Always. That's a good song. I'm having a moral dilemma. Um, <laughs> I have I have to say two because it's Pet Cheetah, which is my Twitter username, and it's No Chances. Nice. Yeah. Those are both great songs. I have so many songs that I love, obviously, but I think those are my two favorite. I don't think there's any song where I would say that's not a great song. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel yeah. like there's been some songs that have like had to grow on me more, but I still love like all their songs. Yeah. I feel like the only one that is kind of still hasn't grown on me a ton is Saturday, but I still like appreciate <gasps> it. <laughs> also, I don't know why, but I've never like wanted to listen to Heathens a ton. Mm. Yeah. Heathens Live is so good though. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that makes makes me like it more because I imagine the lights in my head and I'm like, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I was usually... sad with another song for the new Suicide Squad, but it was Grandson, so I guess he hmm. gets his moment. I don't dislike Saturday, okay? I feel like I just got, like, excommunicated. <laughs> Anna's trying to backpedal here and be like, listen, I just said all their songs the are great, but... <laughs> we're We're hanging up now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're doing the rest alone. <laughs> it was great to see you. <laughs> We're taking over your podcast now. You're a muggle. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, insults, words. yeah. <laughs> How does 21 Pilots inspire you, or do they represent anything for you in your life? It's a deep question. Yes. It is. It's a really good question. Because <laughs> I feel like oh. for most people, they symbolize something. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hmm. I think so. Recently, they played at their hometown show, and I caught the very end of like someone live streaming it. And I caught Shy Away, he did a little speech and played Trees. And in his speech, he talked about how, like, during the pandemic and everything, he thought music was over mm. and how like live shows were done. And like, he would get on the phone with Josh and be like, Listen, man, I don't think it's happening again. And how he was in so a really, I know, I started crying <laughs> so much. But then, like, how you know, everything did turn out to be okay. And I think for me, he, like, specifically, Tyler has normalized it being okay to not be okay mm -hmm. and like to work through those moments however you need to work through them mm -hmm. and come out on the other side and you know see hope for the future because like you know he has written about a lot of deep dark things that he's gone through mm -hmm. and you think about if he had given in at those deep dark times he wouldn't be where he is today. So I'm like, okay, I'm going through something right now, but there is a future because look at him. He worked through this stuff. I can work through this too kind of thing. I think mine's whole thing is similar to yours. I found them at such a dark time of, in my life where specifically even just the line, you know, stay alive was something mm -hmm. I very much needed to hear. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't mean to be one of those people that like are dramatic, but I think that at least this band helped me save my own life. I don't know mm -hmm. if they actually, I don't like specifically saying this band saved my life because yeah. they didn't, they were more passive participants in yeah. me saving my own life. But finding them when I did was extremely important and them continuing to be there is even more important. Mm -hmm. I, I can, I, if I, I can hear a specific song and usually can tie it to a moment where Same. I needed it. 
very badly yeah. and it got you know this one song got played very many times in this <laughs> period of my life that's so how it's i feel funny. about attic with a pen don't get me started on attic with a pen oh my <laughs> goodness but yeah so it's just like at this point they are so much a part of my life that like what isn't 21 pilots to me Great i'm in too answer. deep wow <laughs> you're gonna make me cry <laughs> I was literally, so my job that I was at today, I clean um, the big trucks and vehicles for the work that my husband does, actually, the construction company he works Mm -hmm. for, detail their equipment. And literally, like, I was cleaning vehicles today, thinking about 21 Pilots and, like, the lore and theories, (laughs) like, they're just Mm -hmm. always there, you know? And thinking about the live show clips that I've seen and the interview clips like mm-hmm. yeah and I think it's really important too that they've stayed themselves throughout everything yeah. like that is just really inspiring to see you can still be yourself yeah because I think there's this I don't know misconception that as you grow older you need to like become more serious and yeah. you know have this regimented thing but I am not a serious person like I, I can't yeah. be serious <laughs> You know, like, I can be serious and, like, be emotional and whatever, mm-hmm. but, like, I definitely am more just crazy. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, to see them still having fun during interviews and on stage and getting to still be them goofy mm-hmm. selves, despite the fact that they're they're in their 30s now, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just nice to see that a 30-year-old can still be sassy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's true, though. I feel like maybe that's more so because now, like, we've had the internet, but, like, you always see tons of straight-faced adults, but you don't see people just... You don't see adults enough, like, having their childlike nature come out. Yeah. It's important that... It's okay to admit you like things that some people would call childish. Like, Mm -hmm. no, like, adults can enjoy whatever they want. (laughs) Like, Harry Potter... Yeah, Disney or whatever. <laughs> Twenty One Pilots, even though it's not a childish thing, but yeah. <laughs> I love when you see like older adults being like, "I love Twenty One Pilots," mm-hmm. and I've even seen like I'll see like middle-aged couples at the concerts, and I just love that. I love like generational families with Twenty One yeah. Pilots too. I went to um, the the first show of the Bandito tour that I went to was in Grand Rapids, and I went technically alone. Mm-hmm. Like I had a friend. I just so happened to know someone who went. Our seats weren't together, so I got a ride with him. Mm-hmm. But like I sat alone, and I got there a little bit too early because of course I did. And I was just sitting in my seat, and then there was it was a seat, two empty seats, and then eventually this family came in, and it was this woman her daughter and I think two of her daughter's friends and they were like mm-hmm. slightly they were probably were like 14-ish years old and then this mother and she sat closer to me and we're just kind of sitting there shows like you know gonna start we're just kind of sitting there awkwardly because I'm alone and I'm just scrolling through Twitter <laughs> mm-hmm. and then the show starts and so everyone stands up and those two empty seats like no one was there so like we ended up gravitating next to each other to like fill that spot so everyone had a room to yeah. stand I don't know what started it, but we started talking to each other. Me and this older woman and just like being like, it was, I think, the second or third time that she had seen him on that tour. So she knew it was going to happen for stuff. And she's like, I don't know if I want to spoil stuff for you. I'm like, don't worry. I know a lot that happens, too. I've been a super fan of them. I'm following Mm -hmm. this tour. I know Tyler disappears here. Like, blah, blah. So we're just talking. And then a couple songs in, the couple that was supposed to sit next to me come in. Mm -hmm. And they're like looking for their seat. They find it. It's in between us. And then a a song goes by. 
I get tapped on the shoulder, and it's her. She goes, switch seats with them. They slide Aww. down one, and I sit next to her the whole show. I never got her name. I never got where she was from, and I never got any information about her. That's I want to so find this nice, woman. Though. But, like, stuff like that. Where I'm like, I love this fandom so much. I'm like, Aww. I just, you know, talked to a random woman for like an hour and a half and we freaked out about this concert and then just mm-hmm. went our separate ways. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Miss her. <laughs> I feel like, this is sad, but I feel like I have like a reverse moment where me and my friend Becca went to see them in Grand Rapids for the Bandito tour, but it was the one in May. Like, one of the last mm. dates. Um, and we were, like, hanging out with this girl and her boyfriend all day. And then, like, right before we went in, I don't remember what song we were talking about, but we were talking about something from Trench. And Becca was like, oh, yeah, like, somehow it came up where she was just like, oh, yeah, I don't know, like, all the words to that one part or something. And the girl was like, you don't know the words? Like, she was just very judgmental. And we were like, oh, we didn't know we were hanging out with someone all day who would be like that. <laughs> oh, what a bummer. Aww. The way I, the way in which I would start a fight. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. No gatekeeping. So, it was just awkward. <laughs> we turned each other like, we're just like not going to say anything to what she just said. Some yeah. people get like that, though. Like, I, I feel so bad. Like, especially for, um, like, the artists, the click artists, mm-hmm. who put so much pressure on themselves to, like, pump out new art, like, within yeah. hours of a new music video or a new photo shoot. They're like, it'll be, like, the next day, like, yeah. the next morning. And they'll be like, I'm sorry, this is late. And I'm like, the pictures just came out 10 hours ago. Yeah. Like, you are it fine. Also and also, drawings yeah. take time exactly and like they're pumping out this amazing stuff and i'm like Mm -hmm. how do you do this so fast but then in their caption they're like i'm sorry this took so long i'm like don't apologize we are thankful for the art you are sharing with us exactly and i don't know like every word to every song Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. some parts i'm just like that's me with Guild and I see. I see them. I see them live as of today in like thirty-three days. Yeah. And I just realized I don't know every word to Scaled and I see, which is very unlike me. Yeah. Like I have a month. I have a month to learn every word now. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll I be fine, like, but I feel like one example I can think of is like I know most of Ode to Sleep, but there's part mm. of the fast part where I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. I just get tripped up and I don't. Know. <laughs> That specifically, Ode to Sleep, was one of my favorite songs for, like, four straight years, Mm -hmm. so I do know every word to that, but, like, I also, I keep joking that my love for them is mental illness level, so. (laughs) I think the first faster rap song I learned was Lane Boy. Lane Boy's got such a good rap. I remember Mm -hmm. when Levitate, do you guys remember when when Trench dropped and Levitate came out, and everyone was like, oh, no. (laughs) So Becca, the friend I went to the concert with, she was my roommate my senior year, and there was, like, a day where she was just sitting on her bed memorizing all of Levitate. (laughs) (laughs) The day it came out, I was was in the shower, and I put it on shelf, or on repeat, and I just sat there just, there's an infestation in my mind, or no, that's that's Heavy Dirty Soul. Oh, I know how to leave. They all blend together, no. Fast rapping. <laughs> that sounded very Midwestern of me. I rapping. love how you're so confident and then you sang the rap. <laughs> we all know I have nothing in my head. It's just... That is not true. My head is full of uh, fluff. <laughs> fluff and lyrics. <laughs> fluff and like kind of technically lyrics. The, the wrong <laughs> lyrics, but they're lyrics. It's like every time I would take an exam, I'd be like, I wish I remembered this stuff as much as I memorize songs. Like, mm-hmm. The way in which I know music 
that I sang in choir in fourth grade. Yet I don't. I couldn't even tell you what I. Yeah. (laughs) I was doing math homework uh, today on stuff that I learned three days ago, and I can't. I had to go re re relearn it, and I was Mm -hmm. like, "Yet I can sit here and rap kitchen sink and levitate like it's nothing." (laughs) I was like, "Okay, I guess this is how I'm gonna live." I mean, we prioritize what we want to. I'm going to get a PhD in uh, Twin Pilots. <laughs> yeah. Can yes. we do that? We should create, like, a, a curriculum. <laughs> I feel like if anyone could, it could be us. Yes. We do enough research on them in this moment. Yeah. <laughs> we'll test people after we make our next podcast about, like, what houses they're in. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'll start a standardized exam on blurry face. Like, it'll be great. So, last wow. question. Do you have a favorite memory related to 21 pilots in your life this is where my mind will go blank <laughs> like do i, I have so like many good band? ones i don't know <laughs> i don't I actually or don't like any that all. just like stand out a lot probably just my face? first show i remember i was in the stands with my friend and well my other friend too there were two friends there but my best friend specifically was there and like every song that they would start to play i would turn to her and be like this is my favorite one everyone <laughs> and i'm sure by the end she was like yeah okay <laughs> that's funny what a mood <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I this see, one's my favorite too yeah <laughs> she's like that's like that tweet uh, like not like twitter like the internet joke that's like this is blank song off Vessel. This is my favorite song by 21 Pilots. This is blank song. This is my favorite song by 21 Literally that. Yeah, yeah, pretty song. much. Yeah. <laughs> when they started, because I know, I've talked about this, but not only was that my first 21 Pilots concert, it was just my first, like, non-Christian youth conference mm-hmm. concert. Yeah. So it was an experience. I already mm-hmm. was like, what is this? And yes. then when they... Oh, when he did the like disappear thing and then show up in the stand, and he would get up on the so the good. podium thing, and then when they got into the hamster ball, I was like, I don't, I loved that. I don't know what this is. <laughs> I was taking photos while he was in the hamster ball, and then I accidentally got like a slow mo of him in the hamster ball, and it's like my <laughs> favorite thing. That's amazing. That's fantastic. I don't I know love if that I player. have it anymore because it was on my old phone and I lost mm. my old phone. So oh, no. I have. I was going through my um my own Twitter account looking for the click art that I've posted because I'm mm-hmm. changing up my layout and stuff. And so I was scrolling through the media section of Twitter, mm-hmm. and I found someone had tweeted, "Drop your uh, most chaotic concert stuff." And I found I had taken a screen recording of these three videos, the only three videos of Twenty One Pilots con- or specifically the Bandito tour I have. Mm-hmm. It's the only pictures or videos I took. All three of them are in more when they yell Josh, when everyone yells Josh yeah. done. I take in about a 10 second video clip each show. That's all I got. And so I took a screen recording of me playing all three of them. And I screamed Josh done the exact same every time you can hear me. But it's in different, <laughs> different areas different of a venue. Because I saw oh them God. three times. And it's, it's one of my favorite videos. I have the compilation of the three. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Why do I have these? <laughs> that's great they're very important did you like say it at the same pitch every time <laughs> yeah it's literally about the same it, it's almost as if it's the same video three times apparently i <laughs> yelled josh morphed, down very specifically <laughs> that's my bad morphception but I, but I would say for like 
I don't know why this is coming to my mind immediately for uh, memorable moments, but um, it was actually, what show was it? Would have been the last actual in-person concert I saw them in, which was in Cincinnati. I think it was in like October of 2019, I want to say. So it was like a while ago now, but you I went to see with... them more recently than I did. I feel like that's one of the last shows before COVID. I'm pretty sure it was one of the last shows on that leg. Because mm-hmm. I don't know where they finished, but I, I went, I, we happened to get tickets. It was kind of wild. But uh, I went with two friends, or technically just three friends. And uh, I was the biggest fan of the four of us, but all of them liked 21 Pilots. Hmm. And that was when they were doing karaoke truce in between, or right before Trees. So it was just, they, they left the stage oh, okay. and they put up, they put up on the screen just a karaoke yeah. version of Truce. I loved that. And, you know, I don't know what came over me in that exact moment, but it's the stay alive, stay alive for me. Mm-hmm. I scream as loud as physically possible. I did. And my best friend sitting next to me burst into tears. Oh, no. Because <laughs> she's like, I knew this ma- band meant a lot for you, but uh, that exact moment made me realize how much. And I was like, but like, I wasn't like, ups- like crying or anything when I said it. Yeah. I was like, I just felt the need to say like, yeah, I did stay alive. I'm very proud of myself. It wasn't like a confession. It was just a yeah. statement. And, like, I look over and she's crying, and I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> what did I do? I was like, I'm fine. I'm vibing. I'm, I love this mm-hmm. song. And she's, like, <laughs> crying. I'm like, yeah, this band means a lot to me. But it was just kind of funny to see it in someone else's eyes. I miss I miss karaoke truce. That was so good. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine what it's like to be on the outside looking in. <laughs> wow, yeah. <laughs> We're just like, yeah. <laughs> We're the best at transitions. I, I, I got distracted because it's evening time, so my snake is waking up, so I got distracted by her little head <laughs> poking out of her cave. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. So now we're going to dig into Ruby. Oh, so yes. exciting. I love this song. Do you guys... I play the flute, so I love like thinking about the mm. music as well. So I always just like... We'll briefly talk about the ambiance of the song at first. So I don't know if you have any thoughts about like the ambiance. Michael yeah, does. I, I said the beginning reminded me of Ride and there was kind of sounds hmm. throughout it as well that reminded me of Ride. Like the the underlying yeah. sounds were familiar. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think of that. Cool. Band geek over here. <laughs> I feel like I tend to think more like melodically. So it just kind of had like a more haunting sound to me. The drums came in and made the synth more rhythmic and melodic as it went. And then the bass helped bring the full sound in later. Um, And I feel like it transitioned from the very beginning that was more like haunting and echoey into this like full sound that made it more of, this isn't just haunting, but it's like something that's uniquely beautiful. And I feel like that sets up Ruby really well. Mm-hmm. That's funny too, because I like you're thinking it uh, big picture melodic. You're thinking about vibes. I immediately you said notes on the music, and I think about I don't play any instruments really, but I I have sang in choirs my entire life. Mm-hmm. My brain immediately goes his voice in this song. <laughs> um, the beginning, so it's one, it's fantastic. We'll get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. The beginning is really timid. The way he sings, yeah, you know, and. Um, we're back at it again with Tyler sounding like he's praying. And then the contrast of the beginning of this song to the ending 
Yes. Where it's just <laughs> full on screaming. Mm-hmm. It, it's really wild. It, I've listened to it on loop when I was writing my notes and it kind of felt yeah. like whiplash to go from the ending to the <laughs> yeah. very beginning. Yeah. So I was like, oh yeah, this, this song moves very far mm-hmm. through a very yeah. short period of time. I love his voice in this song. I feel like he shows off a huge range in this song. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. It's yes. fantastic. <laughs> so verse one, I'll just read that first. Ruby, I hope I see you. I've waited all this week. For you to walk my way, your soul will capture me. Your mama painted your room a shade of pink, she said, but with your great arrival, that shade has turned to red. Any first thoughts? Yes. So, I don't know if I said this when we were were recording, but I have not listened to this album much. So I went into this completely blind, not knowing (laughs) any, like, thing of what Tyler has said it's about or like what other people have said it's about so I for some reason took it as it being about a fallen angel and so for Ruby I hope I see you I've waited all this week I said Ruby's a fallen angel but he knew they would be coming as if like he knew they would fall Hmm. Um, and then at, but with your great arrival, that shade has turned to red. Um, I said pink is technically a light red. So going from pink to red would be it darkening. So Mm -hmm. Ruby's presence brings darkness, which is just with the fallen angel thing. Um, and I think, yeah, so then it goes into the next part. That's what I said for that. Well, cause I like the way I, I've been in involved with this band for too long i know too much i know Mm -hmm. for a fact that this song is written about a young girl at tyler and josh's church who has down syndrome so the line specifically i've waited all this week is kind of the understanding of that where it's every week at sunday mass he sees this girl Mm -hmm. that he hopes he sees and then the line for you to walk my way your soul will capture me the line sets ruby up as being a really interesting individual that Mm -hmm. tyler seems to be set on understanding yeah uh so he it's probably why he wrote this song then because it it sounds like he's trying to figure out what what her deal is like Mm -hmm. why he's so drawn to her and then your mama painted your room a shade of pink pink is you know a more feminine color which is what you would expect to mm-hmm. paint a daughter's room but with your great arrival that shade has turned to red the room turning red could be a reference to her name being ruby or it could be the saturation of pink is so high that it becomes red mm-hmm. which kind of could lead itself to ruby being so full of life that everything around her feels more intense yeah. or uh, red is often associated with pain and anger so maybe giving mm-hmm. birth to a child with down syndrome for her mother could have been, uh, you know, a really scary time. Yeah. And maybe, you know, it's, it's kind of when you're not expecting something like that, you're trying to be, you know, a good parent. Maybe it's, I'm assuming she was scared. With red being associated with pain, it could really just link back to Ruby's mother being scared about mm-hmm. what raising her daughter will be like. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like that's probably a grief for a lot of parents. Like if mm-hmm. they just have a kid that they're not expecting, it's just like a new adjustment to get used to. Not that it's like Absolutely. a burden. My notes were Ruby, again, I also knew that she was a girl from his church. But I feel the, like the way that he talks about her is like she's kind of this symbol of purity and wholesomeness. So like he's excited to engage with her because of how fun she is. I pulled up Romans 8.25, which says, But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. And I guess I tie that into, like, him waiting for patience to encounter something that's pure and joyful. 
trying to like piece together some of these random notes I took. So um, this is why sometimes procrastinating is good and doing notes right before is helpful because then you know what you were talking <laughs> yeah, about. For sure. <laughs> I highlighted the word capture. Um, I feel like that word usage was interesting to me because it seems like he, he's trying to get to know her like you were talking about Remus but also like he's trying to record her accurately too like capturing with a camera. Um, and I feel like this song is a good homage to who she is. I feel like even if we don't know her, we can get a good sense of her through this song. And similar to Remus as well with the colors, I always like looking up what different colors mean. And so something that pink can symbolize as good health and something red can symbolize as passion. So it kind of goes along with what you said, like the normal thing would be this pink good health not that she doesn't have good health but like she just turned out a different way yeah those are my notes for verse one going into verse two he continues ruby take my hand please lead me to the promised land tell me where am i from your eyes say shadadidadam ruby your royalty and your homeland they all call you queen tell me where are you from your eyes say shadadidadam i love this part this is so good the song is playing in my head, and I'm I can't stop mm-hmm. the smile. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> did I just hear a train? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Oh, I thought I heard like a far off. I'm sorry. I thought I heard the far off honk of a train, and I was like, they're, should we pause if there's a train going by? <laughs> like, is that gonna ruin your audio? <laughs> I don't hear anything anymore. Neither do I. That's so <laughs> I wild. Don't know. I've got You're one headphone things. on and one off, so it could have been in my no i don't know world so i've obviously taken a very different stance to this since i didn't mm-hmm. know what the song was about well, i feel like a lot of their songs can be symbols as well so i don't yeah. think you're wrong <laughs> uh for ruby take my hand please lead me to the promised land i wrote ruby is a fallen angel but he sees them still as something good that can lead him to the promised land mm-hmm. and then tell me where am i from your eyes say shut up uh, he's looking for purpose in Ruby. We are told that we are mm-hmm. made by and come from God, and he's looking for validation of that from Ruby, maybe. Uh, Ruby, your royalty in your homeland, they call you queen. Has Ruby fallen because they tried to become higher than the other angels? Like, she tried to challenge God. That's really interesting. I've already read your notes before, obviously, but I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, I could see why you'd come from it at that angle without this mm-hmm. one piece of knowledge. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah, I'm enjoying your analysis. <laughs> Very much. So, because then, you know, we go back to my 500 <laughs> theories that I can't stop. But, uh, Ruby, take my hand. Please lead me to the promised land. This is the first instance where Ruby alludes, where Tyler alludes to Ruby being an angel, whether figuratively mm-hmm. or literally. So yes. This is kind of where it puts us like lead me to the promised land he he believes that she has that ability mm-hmm. tell me where am i from your eyes say shadadidadam shadadidadam could be tyler trying to describe something special and magical he sees in her eyes but he mm-hmm. cannot describe it in english words yeah. like he sees something but it's one of those things where it's maybe it's too beautiful maybe it's too complex mm-hmm. for him to understand so he just I straight up tried to Google translate and nothing came up. I was like, well, I don't know. (laughs) Remus, our notes are so similar. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) But Uh, again, yeah, it's like different because we had that one piece of information. (laughs) Exactly. Can I Ruby... 
Ruby, you're royalty. In your homeland, they all call you queen. This could mean that Ruby has a lot of love in her home. It's mm-hmm. kind of how I saw it. You know, when you're home, you're, it's full of love. You are the queen. Or, you know, it could be, if we're going with specifically the angel route, uh, she's revered by other angels as being the most pure. Mm-hmm. It's kind of how I took it. But then where it gets interesting for me in this stanza is... Tell me, where are you from? Your eyes say, sha da di da So mm-hmm. it goes from where am I from to where are you from? Maybe Tyler doesn't think they're from the same place. Maybe he's seeing it as you were born of God specifically in heaven. It mm-hmm. kind of seems like, and I was born of earth. I am just a man. Yeah. I, I found it interesting that he specified asking where am I from and where are you from? Yeah. That's so interesting to think about because it's like if someone interprets the world and communicates differently, like what does sin even look like for them, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I just, I wonder why he was so specific there. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I feel like he does that a lot. I like that. He'll like change something slightly, but it still has like a really important meaning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So pretty similar to Remus again. Ruby, take my hand. Please lead me to the promised land. Again, like kind of playing along with the theme of purity that I brought up before that you kind of already touched on. She has the ability to take him to the promised land, which is basically what God had promised Israel in the Old Testament and is a symbol of like heaven, I believe. Am I wrong? I'm not the most <laughs> in-practice person to answer that. <laughs> Maybe, but I feel like it's like it was a literal place, but it also symbolizes like God bringing his people into a safe haven. And so because of her being a symbol of purity, she has the ability to bring him in that way as well. And then similar to what Rima said as well with the shot Idiotum, Ruby's response to where he is from and where she is from is like beyond our human comprehension Mm -hmm. and I think if she is like from God or from a different place than he is speaking here then it makes sense that we wouldn't be able to comprehend what she's saying Mm -hmm. I also just made a connection with the line Ruby take my hand please lead me to the promised land if we're taking this extremely literally they go to the same church like maybe he could also mean Take my hand. Let's go to mass. Like I, I, I get. I'm just yeah. imagining Tyler being tall and lanky and being carried, like you know, a little yeah. kid holding his Blood like around. one finger yeah. and dragging him into church. Like so excited. <laughs> I, that image won't leave my head now. Which oh, I love him with kids. It's adorable. Yeah, <laughs> I love that though because I feel like kids in general like always have their like certain favorite people who they'll cling to. I feel mm-hmm. like Tyler was probably that person. Yeah. <laughs> I like this scary look, slightly scary looking man. I love him. Let's let's take him. Wait, wait. Was this like when he had the big sideburns too? Yes. Probably. <laughs> My thing too is when I imagine them with kids, I imagine kids would be really into Tyler because he like would be really cool and then be super yeah. into Josh because Josh is a child. Like he yeah. just, I, I, he's so much... I always he's so equate much... Josh to, like, a puppy. Like... Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I feel like you know how owners and dogs, like... He is a golden retriever. Golden retriever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, I agree. <laughs> Whenever I think about that, I look at my dogs, which we have three. Are you well, like your th- dogs? <laughs> well, all four of our dogs are very different, so I'm like, which one am I? <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> I mean, two of them are the same breed, but like one is like thinner and one is very chonky. Mm-hmm. So I just anyway, that's a sidebar. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if part of that is because like our pets learn our habits, so they kind of become like us in that way. Oh, probably. All of our animals are very sassy, and they spend the most time with me, so that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> they just like you the best. Yeah. Chris said, so our snake, she'll uh, fall asleep, like, hanging in the, like, branches I have in there mm-hmm. for her. And then during the day is when she'll go into her little hidey hole cave. <laughs> I hate mornings. I am not a morning person yeah. at all. And Chris said the other morning he turns on the light for her when he gets up. He mm-hmm. said that he turned on the light and she just, like, looked up from the branches and went... And then, like, started to crawl into the cave. He was like, I didn't know a snake could be sassy, but there it is. That's funny. He's you. Yes. That's the one that's you. (laughs) And you asked if the promised land was a real place, right? Well, I know it's a place. I guess I was more like, is it supposed to symbolize heaven? Because the promised land, no. They marched around... All I can picture yeah. is the, <laughs> the Veggie Tales version. Yes! 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 <laughs> Me too. But that's. That's. No. That's that the Jericho? Wall of Jericho. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the Wall of Jericho. But I thought that was the Promised Land. No. What? Why have I mashed those two Veggie Tales movies together? Did they have one about the Promised Land? I don't even know. I think so. <laughs> It's been years since I watched VeggieTales. Yeah, it's been years. I I forgot about it until right now. I know, I just remember, where is my hairbrush? Oh, where is my hairbrush? Oh, where is my hairbrush? Oh, where, 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 where? where, where, where? where? Oh, and then there's the uh, (laughs) cheeseburger one. You are my cheeseburger. Yes! Oh my gosh, you know what we should do? We should start a business where we sing VeggieTales songs veggie tale and then songs. put them on toothbrushes for Tooth Yes! We're not bringing up Tooth Tunes again. No, apparently it's a real thing. Chris knew about it, so... I told Chris you knows I'm not about crazy. it. Next podcast, we'll all have a Tooth Tune brush and we'll all, we'll all play our songs at the same time. I told you I wasn't crazy. I had one, and you guys shamed me. <laughs> Wait, how much are they now? Like, are they expensive? They're probably, like, I mean, vintage items and cost $100. Yeah. Hold, please. I'm not paying that. Two tunes. <laughs> me paying Michael to edit for me so that she can purchase a toothbrush. <laughs> Anna, please uh, sponsor my tooth tunes. <laughs> Oh man! I would oh, buy... and the Madame Blueberry one. Oh. <laughs> I would buy two tunes if Tyler was singing on that. Yes, uh, at Tyler Joseph, tooth tunes, please. I can't find any right now. I'll have to. I'll get back to you on how much they cost. Okay. We just brought. We just bought toothbrushes recently, and I did not see any tooth tunes in the like. A, cr- a travesty, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> They'd probably be by the kids' ones, but still, they were like a mainstay. Probably. Yeah. I love Remus, them. I think we have the same brain cell today. <laughs> like when you said it was a travesty, I was like, wow, I was thinking something similar. <laughs> Are we oh ready goodness. for the chorus? Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> okay. We love our Segway into the chorus. 
You're an angel fallen down, won't you tell us of the clouds? You have fallen from the sky, how high, how high. <laughs> Thanks oh, it's for so the good. reenactment. <laughs> it's so good. It's hard to, I'm... like, just, like, say it and not just, like, start singing it. Mm -hmm. It's also, too, not only would I have said it, I would have made fun of his voice. Not that it's bad, I just have to sound like Tyler when I say it. <laughs> wait, wait, how that just high, reminds how me. How high. The other part of our podcast before that cracked me up was when you were going, water. <laughs> <laughs> Water. Why does he sound like that? <laughs> His voice is like trembling. <laughs> no, because he sa he sings this part. And it's uh, specifically how high, how high you're an angel. I'm like Tyler, breathe. <laughs> yeah, oh, like, it's, it's, it's specific. It's such a good chorus, but I have a note for the whole chorus really. Wait, was, I uh, just, like, I knew what you are talking about, but I just heard it in my head. He sounds <laughs> like that. He's, like, running out of breath, and you're like, I'm concerned. <laughs> like, it sounds beautiful, but if you pay too much attention, like, At you're like... At the very end, he's like, hi, hi. It's, like, so faint. <laughs> like, are you okay? Tyler, please learn, learn to breathe. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think he does but, uh, learn to breathe. That's how he does all the fast raps later on. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Or he just learns to not breathe. He just yeah. does it. No, I think he's he has long lungs, apparently. <laughs> According to him and his doctor, he has long lungs. Not big ones, long, long. specifically. What? I did not even know that was a thing. <laughs> I don't think it is. I think he's full of something. Uh, full of it. <laughs> but... I, I don't even remember the context of him saying that, but he did in fact say that he has long lungs. He did. It's a true quote. <laughs> I can't with this man. Strange. Okay, wait. God, it? God's like, I'm gonna elongate your lungs. <laughs> Wasn't it last time we recorded I had a fruit fly around me? <laughs> I don't remember that. I just killed a fruit fly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was the last time we recorded. I, I started clapping because there was a fruit fly. Clap anyway. back, Michael. Clap I know back. it happened. I knew, I knew that happened, but I don't know if it was with Anna. I yeah, know. I don't know. remember that. I was going to say Anna brings the fruit flies, but... It's because Unless... she's so sweet. Oh. <laughs> Mosquitoes love me though. Like they me need too. to calm down. <laughs> me too. That's why I'm convinced. Cause there's like that theory, or maybe it's like true science. I don't know. Where like different blood types yeah. taste different to mosquitoes. I don't know what their favorite is, but I'm convinced I have it because <laughs> I get bitten so much, and Chris will not get any. I always get like, bit on the face, too, like, yeah. where it's inconvenient. Mm -hmm. Or, like, on the toe or on the finger. Yeah, on the knuckle. Oh, my Ugh, gosh. Worst. Every time I get a Every time I get a mosquito bite, it's on one of my tattoos, which is terrible really? because I, I can't not itch it. And mm -hmm. I'm worried, like, I paid, you know, I paid decent yeah. money for these tattoos. So I'm like, I can't itch this. <laughs> Uh, everything's ruined. Yeah, I, I scratch like myself in my sleep, so like I'll wake up with scabs from like scratching myself in my sleep. I have really sensitive Aww. skin. I'm I am itchy all the time. That's I don't think cute. You but when I, have I uh, balloon animal, <laughs> it's because I'm scared of balloons. But there's a chunk of um, ink missing from this one somewhere. Oh, I really? don't know if you can see it because oh. I scratched. Yeah, I scratched something and it. You know, I got enough to the surface that ink fell out, and I was like, oh. mm. 
Yeah. I can't I have a huge it. scar next. Well, it's not huge, but like a noticeable scar next to uh, one of my sticking pokes. Because like I scratched mm-hmm. next to it because there was a band-aid over it so that I wouldn't scratch it off in my sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there was like just this huge gash next to it for the longest time and now it's a scar. Wow. That. <laughs> you guys yeah, got it was... battle wounds. <laughs> Uh, if I could show you my leg right now, I would, because, like, I just, I don't know why I scratch myself in my sleep, but... Meanwhile, I have cat scratches from my foster kitten. Oh, yeah, didn't you say you had to give her back? Yeah, I've been, guys, I've been crying for the past couple days. Oh, no! I give her back on Wednesday, so I have one more day with her. Oh, why do you have to give give her her back? Is she being adopted? She has her space surgery, and the goal was Mm. for me to help her gain weight for her space surgery. You got her chunky! Yeah, I did. (laughs) Good job! So will you get another cat, or...? I don't know. It was so emotional for me. I'm like, maybe I just need to buy one. (laughs) I just get so attached really quickly. Yeah. I could never foster. I would have this so many animals. This was my first foster, so yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna. Scratch, I'm gonna like, at least right. ask if like she's been adopted yet or not. Like, mm, see mm-hmm. if I at least have an opportunity. But yeah, yeah. I am. Do, are you guys familiar with cats at all? This is like the only kitten I've ever been around. Yes. So she's like very clingy, and I'm wondering if all cats have to learn to be independent, or if she could be <laughs> maybe more clingy than other kittens would be. We have a clingy cat and an independent cat, so it just, yeah, it depends on the cat. Okay. I love clingy cats, though. They just want snuggles. Yeah, like, I want to snuggle, but sometimes it's like, get off but, like, (laughs) (laughs) do you ever want your alone time? Like, I thought cats wanted more alone time. (laughs) Our our clingy cat eats breakfast for me, with me, meaning, like, Mm -hmm. I sit, and he'll come sit right next to me, because I eat breakfast on the couch usually, Mm -hmm. and he'll come sit right next to me, like, with his arms, like, crossed, like, perched on my lap, and he, he, like, he doesn't want my food, but, like, he wants me to offer it to him, and he'll, like, (laughs) sniff it. And like he'll sniff it he and then like to look feel at me. He has ownership over you. Yeah. <laughs> so like every other bite, I'll let him sniff it and then I eat it and but he's happy. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> Maybe he just likes the smell. Maybe. <laughs> I like the funny thing is I love clingy cats because my cat who um, passed away last October, I always joke that she hated me because mm-hmm. she did. She loved anyone who wasn't me. <laughs> she was a very mean lady. <laughs> Who I love very much, and she Good actually hated me. <laughs> she, like, hated me. Like, we were not friends. I'll have to send you a picture of me and her that I have where yeah. she's. I'm holding her and she's so upset about it. But actually, the day I had to put her down, I was putting her into her kennel to take her to the vet. And I don't know if you can... She gave oh, you a oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, she gave you a piece of her to keep. A permanent, I have two of them, two (laughs) permanent scars that I'm going to go and get. I'm not like tattooing black over it, but I'm going to go get them enhanced as like a darker, because they were really strong until recently when I tanned and they started fading. And I'm like, those are staying on me forever. But literally Mm -hmm. the last thing that little brat ever gave me was permanent injury. (laughs) But now you have I miss her so much. Yeah. It's so funny. I'm like, you're such a little brat that she said, I'm not going down without a fight. And or you like, could have, me... like, her name in tiny letters over the scratch. I want to get, like, a really pretty piece done of her because she was really gorgeous. And I need mm-hmm. to just 
I'm going to be very picky about the artist for specifically that, where I'm like, yeah. that's my lady, you cannot mess her up. Yes. But I want to get a picture of her, and then I calculated the amount of days that we had together, and it was like 1,387, I think. So I want to get a Aww. portrait of her done. I was planning on getting a tattoo of her the entire time I've had her. And now I'm like, this brat had to make sure it was a memorial tattoo now. <laughs> so I want to get, a, I probably, I think I want to get it like, this is a really weird angle to show it, but in this part of my arm. <laughs> oh, okay. And then the number. I hear Meg a screamy kitty. <laughs> I don't even know where oh. she is. I left my door open so she could just go wherever she wants. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't know where she is either. She's just screaming. <laughs> I'm lost, Mom. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She said, so, I heard you talking about me. Did, did we talk about the chorus at all? No. You started to read it, and then we got distracted. <laughs> oh, no, because we started making fun of his singing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and I was going to say, when you, because you were talking about how when you are saying the verses, it's hard to not just sing it. Yeah. But, and this is not me making fun of you or like Mm -hmm. a criticism of you at all. It's just like the way you speak it reminds me of Napoleon Dynamite when Kip is reading. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, how do I sound like Kip? Please tell when me. He's, when he's reading that poem, or like when he's writing the poem to his online lady it's, friend. The, he's I like, still love technology. <laughs> no, what? what is it? Something about a kite flying so high? <laughs> Especially Wait, this I one. Do, I know what you're talking about, but I can't picture how he says it. He just, I mean, it's like when you read a song and you're trying not to sing along to it. <laughs> Especially Wait, this I'm, part. I'm when you, honored. You, <laughs> I love that point. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you're not, like, upset. <laughs> I just wish I could recall him saying it. <laughs> Oh boy. (laughs) Um, Nugget is playing with my blanket because I have a blanket on. It's like on the floor. Little Nugget. He loves you. I know. (laughs) She's a lady. Everyone's like, you need to adopt her. Deal. And then never foster again because you'll end up with every single one. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know how people do this for like years. I I get attached to all of them. Yeah. I mean, I want to break into this court. Sorry, go you go, you're on topic. <laughs> no, I'm just, like, really excited. I just love this song very yes. much. But, uh, so the first line of the chorus is, you're an angel fallen down, won't you tell us of the clouds? And it's, like, that's, that's kind of where the fallen angel imagery could come in. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's an interesting that he chose to use, you're an angel fallen down, when that has such a negative connotation, mm-hmm. or at least can. And so I, I don't necessarily think he means it, obviously, in a negative connotation. I think he's more or less saying... How like asking how did you end up on Earth? Like why are you here? Why did you end up here? I don't know. It's it's really interesting that he chose to use that imagery for a, a girl he's spoken so highly of throughout the whole song. Mm-hmm. If you heard rustling, Nugget was trying to bite my strap on my laptop cord. <laughs> now I'm her. memorializing Nugget in my podcast. Yes. <laughs> You'll just have to put her in front of the mic and like have her squeak meow and yes. Like, <laughs> this is the this is the nugget episode. Yeah, how, I, how, what's the last line of the chorus? I don't know if I wrote anything. Just when he uh, when he repeats how high and he gets all like breathy. Oh yeah. Oh oh oh. And I said he's trying to get answers about heaven from Ruby again, going with mm-hmm. the fallen angel thing. Yeah, I read angel fallen down more as like 
she's come down to be with us. So, like, emphasis on the verb rather than an adjective. <laughs> Grammar. Mm-hmm. English Grammar. <laughs> We're making English teachers proud here. Yes. My dad. <laughs> I love that. I noted clouds as just a picture of knowledge that's too lofty for us to understand. So kind of like what we talked about before in the previous stanzas. Mm. And then his questions in this stanza as how far away is God in eternity? Almost like inquiring, like how far is it? Like, is there a way to kind of like pull back the veil and look at it? Mm -hmm. That's really good. Like how high? Because I want to see it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or even like how high is it? Do I have a chance of getting there? Yeah. That's really good. I, 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 all I'm hearing is his voice now in my head. <laughs> How high? <laughs> Mr. Ohio man. But it's almost like he's so in awe of the sacredness that he like goes mm-hmm. speechless at the end. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and I said, so this, the last line of you have fallen from the sky, how high, how high. I said that this verse gets quieter, not thinking about the fact that maybe he was just running out of breath, as if he was begging for the answer, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, falling is in not a fallen angel, but as in just came down from heaven makes a lot more sense mm-hmm. that he still sees her as pure, you know, unless he didn't know she was a fallen angel. But maybe Ruby hasn't told him that being a fallen angel means they're no longer pure and can't give him the answers he wants. I love how, like, thinking the context of someone with Down syndrome, like, being compared to an angel, I feel like there's always a stigma some people Mm -hmm. have with people with learning disabilities and things. And so just the way that he's flipping it and being like, no, this person has something that, like, we don't even understand and we can learn from. I -hmm. really love that. Absolutely. I kind of touched on that in the next chunk, Mm -hmm. because it's like a really, you're true and pure, you hold the cure, we're all diseased, you hold the key, Mm -hmm. where Ruby's a young girl, and she's full of innocence and goodness, and we have, in our cruel, diseased society, if we all acted like Ruby, we'd be a lot better off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know, it's like that line especially, or that stanza, I should say, yeah. really lays credence to how he feels about Ruby as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I was th- literally thinking about that concept today, like, though we're all diseased, you hold the key. If we all just saw each other as equals instead of as mm-hmm. differences, how we'd be better. I was literally thinking about that today. Just yeah. totally random. Like, equity? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love how people are, like, valuing equity now. Mm-hmm. Not just like equality, because it's not the yeah. same. Thing. Yes. But yeah, going into the bridge, like describing her as true and pure, I reference this as not being bogged down with earthly pains. Like, mm-hmm. we, a lot of the things that we struggle with, like jobs, relational issues, mental trials, I'm sure people with learning disabilities still struggle with those things, but I think they also probably struggle with those things in different ways than we do. And yeah. so, in that way, just that difference could be like potentially they're mentally less bogged down with some of those things. Yeah, especially because she's young. Mm-hmm. Like we know she's really like young enough at least to where like referencing her mother is relevant. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, not only does she see the world differently, 
she doesn't have to worry about like jobs yes. she's a little kid little kids mm-hmm. are automatically to me purer as people because like they yeah. don't have to worry about stuff like that you yeah. know their biggest form of equity is sharing toys yes <laughs> or their biggest struggle is sharing toys. yeah very true <laughs> But, like, you know, in something as low stakes as sharing, it's so much easier to not be stressed. You know, when you become an adult and you worry about everything that's going on in the world ever, and it becomes a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's a good representation of regional at best. Like, starting off with, like, Slowtown, we see that throughout the whole album. Mm-hmm. Like, we, dramp- we jump on trampolines so high, we reach for the sky. <laughs> stressed out, the OG stressed out, if yes. you will. I love how most songs have, like, their 1.0 and 2.0. Yes. Every time Stressed Out comes out, I go, I love Slowtown 2.0. And everyone's like, what? And I'm like, you never, most people don't know Slowtown if, like, unless they're, you know, a clicky. And I'm like, there's another song by them that's old. And it sounds, it's got the same, the same vibe as this. Yeah, like, I just did Lovely before this, obviously. And I feel like that was, like, the first version of Ride, almost. Like, oh, I could see that, yeah. Like, God being the speaker saying, like, let's slow down. Like, I want you to see your lovely and, like, take you at a different pace. That's, yeah. Oh, I love that song so much. Mm-hmm. That whole This whole album is fantastic. Yes. Michael, did you have any thoughts on, like, the first part of this bridge or any part of it, really? Uh, I don't No, I didn't. No, I think I've already talked about everything up to this point, yeah. Okay. Because then it goes back into... Mm-hmm. the chorus again and I've already said that yeah yep I'm good yeah the only other thing I put was like focusing on the key specifically I was very curious like what does he mean by the key so a couple of things I said were potentially like fruits of the spirit like if she's more pure she probably exemplifies those types of godly qualities better than mm-hmm. we could or again similar to like her being true and pure she is not in need of earthly wealth and importance in the same way that we are like just the ability to enjoy and thrive off more simple pleasures on a daily basis is something like i could learn from we all could learn from and then i thought this part just kind of faded away into like a more ethereal like floating feeling before we get into the screaming and everything absolutely yeah it's the juxtaposition of these two parts is really interesting it's like the midway before it's a very different tone my mic was muted just now right yeah okay good i was scolding my dog because she was making noise and i didn't want to pick up (laughs) so i really was hoping we could have made it a blooper (laughs) just michael randomly scolding her dog stop it stop it now (laughs) she was just licking her toy like she wasn't even like chewing on it she was just licking it so i was like i don't want this slurping sound to be in my, my audio dog, my dog i grew up with she passed away a few years ago but she like thought she was a cat she'd lick things all the time dogs oh, are man. so weird she's a big dog like... too it was like what are you doing my favorite is like you have a dog and they're like let's play and you're like heck yeah and they have especially if it's like a not a plastic toy and, they're like... and they hand it to you and it's wet and i'm like i oh, think i'd rather yeah. die than touch this again <laughs> Mm-mm. Or the dogs that are like, let's play, and then you try to grab the toy, and they're like, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> there's a, there's that comic where it's, oh gosh, no give, only throw. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, I want yes. you to throw the toy, but I will not give the toy to you. You just have to throw it. Yeah. yeah. But it's in my mouth. Good luck. I got, I don't know. It might, it might be bruising. I don't know. It hurts right here on the side of my face, because one of ours, she likes 
to play, like, roughhouse, but she always, like, pause. Like, she'll jump at you, but, like, pause first. And so I was, like, on the ground, you know, like, jumping back and forth with her. And she went, ha, and just smacked me right in the side of the face. And I was like, ow. And we've taught them ow means I need to stop. And she looked so sad. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, you're okay, but you hurt me. And she sat down and like, you could just tell she was so sorry. <laughs> and I, I like oh. almost couldn't even be scolding her. But I was like, yeah. Ah. My cat used to walk across to me, uh, get about to this point on my chest. And then especially when I had my glasses on, uh, just Tyler Joseph style fall. No preamble. <laughs> just poof. And she was on like, your face. <laughs> on my face like whole body nose just poof gone down and i was like uh wow. ma'am thank you and then she'd just be on my whole face covering me and i'm like i'd like to breathe maybe get off <laughs> and then she would like get all comfortable and i'm like well okay i guess i'm gonna suffocate to death from here <laughs> she's like i hate you but i'll fall on your face she's like i'll love you but also suffocate you at the same time so then i win <laughs> twice and i'm like okay you thank you my love <laughs> Yes, one of our dogs does trust falls. Chris right now has a big, like, baseball-sized bruise right here because he was, like, laying on the floor because that's what he does when he gets home. He takes Mm -hmm. off his shoes and he lays down so the dogs can come, like, greet him. And he had, like, one arm like this petting a dog that was up here, I think, Mm -hmm. and she just, like, fell onto his bicep right here and bruised him. It's, like, a deep, dark bruise. Wow. She's That's our chonky girl. <laughs> Head full of love and nothing else. Yes. yes. Oh my Brain word. Empty. <laughs> I've never seen a dog that like you look into its eyes and you can just tell there's nothing there. Like <laughs> I feel like most animals and especially dogs, you look at them and like they just have that little like sparkle of intelligence. Mm-hmm. Like her sister, her twin sister is probably the smartest dog I've ever met. You you look at her and like she understands English kind of thing. Aww. And then there's her sister next to her and like just black holes of nothing. Like teddy bear just dead eyes. Oh and I'm goodness. like, "Oh, you're so stupid." <laughs> <laughs> Her sister took all the brain cells. Seriously. Seriously. Like, you are literally of the same womb. How are you so different? It's insanity. Mm -hmm. I love it. (laughs) Oh, man. So, outro? And uh, your oh, we podcast also... episodes are usually like so structured. Yeah, even when, you, when even when you've had guests, like I feel so bad it's... that we're just did everywhere. We... Wait, but did we talk about? Did we talk? <laughs> did we talk about the uh, tell tell our dad I'm sorry part? No, no that's we what we're going into with the outro. Oh yes, gotcha, gotcha. Oh yeah, sorry. I meant oh, outro I meant, as like... in the song. Outro, not like we're skipping the. <laughs> and that's it. We're done. Time's up. We're we're done. <laughs> yeah, but like when I do genius lyrics, they label this as the outro of the song. I've got okay. So. I was like, wait. <laughs> yeah, were you not we here for that the part? Best, the best part when he's screaming, <laughs> "You're an angel." Exactly. Yes. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> so the outro consists of him repeating, tell her dad I'm sorry, and you're an angel. And then haze mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. Hey. What are... Hey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
so for the tell our dad I'm sorry, which at first I also thought it interesting they said our dad and not like your dad or my mm-hmm. dad. Following along the line I've been following of she's a fallen angel, that he would like put them on the same plane, I guess. Um, and so... Sorry, Nugget is, like, going crazy. She, like, I can hear my, banging. She found my Irish flag in my desk and is, like, whipping it out and playing <laughs> with it. Aww. <laughs> Featuring so, Nugget's chaos in the background. Yes. <laughs> anyway, Ebony, sorry. stop. Stop slurping. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't... Featuring many pets in the background. <laughs> Here, wait, I can have my cat join us. She so obnoxiously. What is wrong with you? <laughs> she you have so much so saliva. Oh my gosh. This is always the part of the night, though, where Nugget starts going crazy. Is that? No, not pumpkin. <laughs> what? This time you're like, let me get my cat a pumpkin. The pumpkin I was holding. Gonna say, you don't have holding a the dead ashes. Oh, wait, I didn't Yes, Remus is hyperventilating and cannot explain that Pumpkin is holding their dead cat. (laughs) I was just like, oh, you don't have a cat, so you're just saying your Pumpkin is your cat. You're already in the spooky season. (laughs) My cat's name was Pumpkin, and so when she died, I uh, got some of this candy dish, but it is definitely her urn now, so I figured I'd let my... Here she is. Don't ask, open it! <laughs> ask, ask kids to come trick-or-treating the pull candy out of the urn. <laughs> oh my god, I'm crying. You're like traumatizing. Oh oh. For any regular listeners of Anna's podcast, I am so sorry <laughs> for the turn this has taken. Remus is crying. <laughs> and if you want more we chaos. We thought we'd cry, oh but not for this reason. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was really funny. I love how you couldn't even speak. <laughs> well, because you said you were going to get your cat, and I thought maybe one of your new roommates had a cat, so I was like, okay. And then I see you walking up with the pumpkin, and I was like, no! <laughs> oh my word. I was like, there's so many things you can say are a cat that aren't a cat, but why a pumpkin? <laughs> That's my lady. No, no, I realized it as I held it out, and you didn't immediately start laughing. I was like, oh, wait. She doesn't get it, and then not <laughs> Anna doesn't know. <laughs> yes. That's so funny. Oh my Aww. goodness. Yeah, people walk in, they're like, why do you have a pun? And I'm like, mm, open it. And then they'll be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even tell no them con- it's your cat. They'll just think it's like yeah. a family member. <laughs> no contacts. We die like men. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my word. <sighs> anyway... The main thing Tell our I, dad I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the main thing I said with this was, like, I feel like in the midst of something pure, it makes sense that he would be, like, convicted for his sins or his wrongdoings. Yeah. And I said, he thinks Ruby can't give the answers because he's not worthy, so now he's begging for forgiveness from God. So, kind of the same. Yeah, because then you're an angel where he's, like, screaming it. And I said, these lines are screamed, like he's trying to insist it, like, you're an angel, you can give me the answers, Mm -hmm. like, it doesn't matter that you've fallen kind of thing. Yeah, I I find it... You go. (laughs) I just find it really interesting that Tyler is referring to God as dad, 
specifically as mm-hmm. opposed to like father which is you know father would be more specific to like talking about mm-hmm. god mm-hmm. dad is so familial and informal yeah, yeah. so I was like, i've heard people say dad I've, I've said dad before though I don't know. I, I guess I just never heard it. Like it was, yeah. it's an interesting thing to choose and um, immortalize in a song, specifically calling mm-hmm. God Dad. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of going along the same ish lines that you guys had. I think Tyler thinks God will listen to Ruby more than he'll listen to Tyler. You know, because Tyler's an adult. He's full of sin, like the rest of the adults in the world. Mm-hmm. Ruby's again young and pure, and maybe Tyler see thinks that she will be more favored by God to listen mm-hmm. to. Yeah. To listen to about Tyler's sins and how sorry he is for them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, that line is really interesting. Yeah. I also thought it was interesting, like, with the incoherent sounds he makes at the end. Two things, like, I feel like in a way it can be, like, the groanings of the spirit. Like, the spirit groans for us when we don't have the words to say during prayer. The Bible talks about that. And so, like, similar to Shad Adi Dadam, I see mm-hmm. it like that. But then I also see it as, like, paying homage to Ruby and just some of the inco- incoherent sounds that people with Down syndrome might make as well. I can see him, like, turning that into something beautiful by incorporating it into the song. Hmm. Absolutely. I think also a really interesting like topic that comes around when you speak about disability in general, this comes from a place of love for my part, obviously, but there's always the issue of running into infantilism mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to talking about any kind of disability. Yeah. And I feel like this, this song kind of toes the line in that regard, where mm-hmm. it makes sense because Tyler is also really young when he wrote this. But it, it's best to uh, heed caution when talking about someone who maybe have intellectual challenges in describing Mm -hmm. them as pure and better than the rest of us and stuff. Where I'm like, I understand this song was out of love. Yeah. But it's something that you have to think about when you say things like, you know, even like, you're true and pure, you hold the cure, you're all diseased. If we all acted like you, we'd all be better. And I'm like, yeah, you're technically right, but... If it's not that's not just because of how they were born. That's also it's because of how they act. You have to focus more on yeah. the person than the the diagnosis of whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know for sure. But I also like how he is like the main thing that he is screaming is you're an angel. I feel like it almost is also an emphasis of how important she is and how like the fact that she's an angel is being emphasized is like this person could potentially be overlooked, and so I really want to emphasize this point. Absolutely. It could be that she's an angel for him as well, because in the beginning he's talking about, like, he's excited to see her every week, like, Mm -hmm. going to church maybe. So maybe, like, some weeks she was the only reason he, like, wanted to get up to go to church. So, like, she was the only thing keeping him, like, tied to God and tied to the church in that way. Yeah, that's a good point. Any last thoughts on the song? I would love to see the reaction of Ruby and her mother to this mm. song. I wish it existed. Yes. I want. I want to know how they feel about it. If yeah. they heard it, obviously, I'm like. Do we have any sure idea, like, how old she would be now? No, I don't think it's ever described how old she is. I've only yeah. seen one reference to it being about specifically her, yeah. and I like actually walked. It was at their regional at best release, like kind oh, of party cool. concert. I have a link to it. I can send it to you. Oh, and cool. he, it's yeah, literally I haven't seen it. all he says. All he says is, "This is about a girl for me in Josh's church." That's really it. Like mm-hmm. it's almost no information. I wonder how she's doing though. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> I if hated she still when they announced that regularly. Sorry, what? 
I, I say, especially now that I know that Ruby was about someone else, I hate that everybody was trying to say that he was going to name Rosie Ruby. Mm-hmm. Hard agree. And they're also still saying it now. Yeah. And I'm like, chill. No. He named it Stressica before he named it Ruby. Stressica! <laughs> oh my gosh. I've not heard that before. <laughs> No, there. He tweeted that a while ago. Uh, okay. He was saying Makes we're sense. debating between Heather's as in Heathens or Stressica mm-hmm. for baby names. There's like people are bringing them up again now because they've announced Baby Joseph number two. Yeah, where it's all the screenshots of terrible things that Tyler said he was going to name a kid. Things. One of them He's was like, toast. Was it you yesterday who said toaster? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something he literally tweeted as like a baby name was toast. <laughs> Nugget likes that. <laughs> He said like Squirtle. Yeah, he's got a lot. Oh, he's got a lot of bad ones. when he said these. They were from a long time ago. But still, they're a long bad. time, like 2011. Stressica I think some of them. The best, some of them were like 2014, though. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> we won't talk about those ones. <laughs> he's like just so many where he's like, I'm gonna name my kid blank, and we're like, no, don't let him name the kid ever. <laughs> yeah, so you lost funny. your naming rights. Yes. Seriously. I mean, he's named things trash. He named the dragon trash. If that wasn't enough for us, I don't know what would be. Mm-hmm. Oh, my word. Well, thank you guys for joining me today. You're welcome. Thank you for having us. Love it was a pleasure. pleasure. Would you like to explain your podcast before we close? Oh, boy. Well, our intro involves the line, um, we're two fans who have no idea what's going on. So... That's our That's podcast. <laughs> we've gone through No Fun Intended. We've done that album. We've done. Did we do Scale the Nicey? We did. We did. Like right after we it came started out. with yeah. that. Yeah, you're we did more, the live stream. You're more comprehensive yeah. than I am. I didn't do No Fun Intended. <gasps> Fake fan. We had to go. We go all the way back. Basically, we just. Water. Like, water. <laughs> We basically just talk about uh, each song on every album, and it takes us forever, and I talk personally too much, and it's very chaotic. Yeah, we have a very chaotic podcast, so, like, go to Anna when you need, like, calming things, like, you just want to chill out, maybe drink some tea, come to us when you're, like, high on cocaine, I don't know if I can say that, but that's the vibe. When you when you slammed a Red Bull and want to run a mile. Wait, yes, I just, okay, that's, that's more family friendly. Wait, I just realized I literally said it was family friendly and I did one swear on the last episode. <gasps> well, that's oh, okay. No. I don't feel bad about it. Because he says flies come out of the mouth. So I'm like, God's basically saying we say shit. <laughs> He's <gasps> like, I'm not playing here. Like, <laughs> Also, just as a side note for anyone that's that is finding us through this podcast, we are not family friendly. <laughs> no, not yes. always. <laughs> there are times where we are, but it's better to err on the side of caution, as yeah. it's been shown by me. Yeah. I have a potty mouth. And, uh... <laughs> not not to say we're like ex- we're not explicit, but there's like themes and yeah. words. That too. We 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 mm-hmm. don't. We felt ourselves a little bit, but not all the way. You don't yes. shy away. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh. But yeah, we're a click cast. C-L-I-Q-U-E-C-A-S-T. Wherever you want to look for us. We're on like Twitter and Spotify and all the things. Yes. Nice. What's your Instagram <laughs> Let me handle? 
uh, isn't it click underscore cast? I actually don't remember. I'm the one who made you're, it. You're the one who <laughs> always does the outros. <laughs> oh, gosh. What is our own outro? Fake fan your own podcast. Yeah, no, our, our Instagram and our Twitter is click underscore cast. Because click cast all one word on Twitter was already taken and it's inactive. So I can't even contact them about us oh taking that name. Gosh. So if you know the people who own click cast all one word on Twitter... Hit us up. Send them our way. <laughs> we, just, we would yeah. love to not have that awkward underscore. <laughs> yeah. Nugget is attacking my feet now, so here we are. <laughs> she needs attention. You, you I need, know. I, don't, I think you've deprived her. I need to her. go play with her. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, how dare you talk to other people? <laughs> I love but her. Thank you guys again. I loved having you. It was great to be here. I loved being here, as always. And again, you can see us. Sometime in the near future for the sorting episode on ClickCast. Yes. Oh, yeah, you also have your own uh, guest episode with us. It is the most chaotic thing that we've ever recorded. Yes. <laughs> so if you thought this was bad, head over to our podcast and check we out Anna's so episode. so many more rabbit trails there. <laughs> I don't even think we talked about 21 Pilots, really. Like, we, we did, about, but, like, like, did we? chips and people's brains and... <laughs> Tooth tunes and Harry Potter a lot. Yes, yeah. I, I edited out, edit out some. a lot of Harry Potter stuff. Ah, uh, I think I don't remember how much I edited out, but it was like a significant amount. <laughs> like the it's unedited so version versus the like podcast version. There's a mm-hmm. significant difference. Yeah, we went on quite a few Harry Potter rants. So. Yes. If you also like Harry Potter, you will love our sorting episode. Yes. That Coming new. to oh, you so someday in the future. Someday. So follow us so that you know yes, when it happens. Yes, go follow them on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. We'll try to be more active on Instagram, but we're, we're not the Instagram uh, podcast. No, we missed that they were going to be in charge of that, and so yes. I've just left it alone. I think I, I posted one thing on our story one time. Yeah, you did. It confused me because I was, I was like, "Why are we getting notifications?" I didn't. I know I didn't post anything. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But with that being said, I want to hear from you. You can email entrenchpodcast at gmail.com with a written account of your Twenty One Pilots story or your favorite memories you have related to the band. You can also reach out with an episode request if you want to analyze a song, a video, or album with me. I'm really excited to eventually get into the music videos because that will be really fun. Yes. Um, Many songs are still available, including Scale the Nicey Now. So feel free to reach out if you're interested in anything. And if you'd like to contribute to the analysis we've already covered, you can join the podcast Facebook group by searching Entrench Podcast Group. You can find Entrench on Podbean, Verbal, Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. On Instagram, you can find me at Entrench underscore pod. I look forward to hearing from all of you. Tune in next time for Be Concerned. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Stay alive and remember, Entrench, you're not alone.